All right, here we go. The next episode, another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke, take number five. It's been a heck of a morning trying to get this put together. Trying to get this episode recording. It's been a challenge. It's interesting as I sit here and watch the storms roll in and enjoy a cup of coffee that... uh, Again, I'm reminded that coffee fuels the world. It makes the world go around. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, enjoying a good cup of coffee is a great way to to start the day and get things going. But unfortunately, this morning, it's not helping me get this episode recorded. That's for sure. So it is Sunday morning, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day two days late because by the time I publish this, it'll be uh, Tuesday, two days later. But I just just had to give you some context there. I typically get up pretty early, and so this morning I needed to run some errands, so I headed over to the local Walgreens there and walk into the store. There's a crowd of men in the card aisle picking up their last-minute gift or, um, cards and whatnot for their um, mother or wife or girlfriend or whoever, and so it's just it's just fun. It's interesting just to see those guys there because I've been there and done that before. Not just necessarily for Mother's Day, but for other occasions at the last minute. I know life comes at you hard, and sometimes things go sideways, and so you don't get things done in advance. But you think over time that we would learn as men that we need to pre-plan for some of these things and have that done ahead of time. I'm not sure what uh, where the disconnect is, but uh, like I said I know a lot of things happen. Life comes at you hard, and you know sometimes it just goes that way. But uh, you'd think that we'd get better about trying to pre-plan over time, over history. We would learn from others' mistakes that we need to be better about planning for those things ahead of time. I've recently had some interactions with some of those in the younger generation, both with inside the family and outside the family, my family. And it's just interesting to them having these life lessons that they're learning, adult, I should say, life lessons that they're learning at this young age, specifically to... Uh, income and and taxes and hopefully my hope is that they will learn the lessons that they'll walk away from it looking for opportunities to make improvements or looking for ways to make changes for sure for the better specifically in the realm of of taxes, I guess. So two things was uh, two, the, the two things that they were learning was income in relation to how things go based on availability of or lack of availability of, of workers in the knot. And, you know, the discussion was that there was a certain employer in town that is a 
kind of grocery store and they sell other items, clothing and whatnot, major retailer, I guess you could say. And how that they were increasing their pay and, and some of the employees starting out were making anywhere from 17 to $18 an hour. And the discussion was as well, you know, I had had a manual labor job working construction. One of the, one of the, uh, the young men were saying that, you know, hey, when I started out in this job that I'm at four or five years ago, uh, you know, I started out at $18 an hour and it's a hard job as labor, it's construction work. And now these guys work in retail are making 17, 18 an hour starting out. And it was interesting to sit here and talk about how, you know, that, that they're seeing this where these jobs are becoming, you know, um, more wanting to pay more than they did a few years ago. And just to hear them come to the conclusions um, was very was very positive and encouraging for to me on how they were learning that hey, when there's a shortage and that you know you need to find employees, that one of the ways to do that is to weigh, raise wages, and that that is a a positive impact on that organization and how they can still be profitable. but also increasing the wages. And the other piece of it was in another conversation with some different um, folks, uh, different young men, that they were talking about the life fluorescent of learning about taxes and how that they were finding out that when they were looking at their wages as being, say, $1,000, so if they were earning $1,000 for the week, they were having problems, issue with the idea of receiving only 800 and whatever it was in income when they thought they were going to be making, you know, 1000 And so obviously, the discussion then moved to paying taxes and how that, you know, when you're talking about wages... And, you know, gross wages and earning $1,000 a week, that there's that unfortunate, you know, that old joke and adage around who is FICA. You know, who's this FICA person and why are they taking money out of my check? And so listen to them discuss about federal income tax and state income tax and realizing that it has a bigger impact on them than that they realized when they were younger because, you know, it really didn't matter so much, I guess. And coming to these conclusions was, was interesting. Now, whether or not are they going to be like most others and just accept that and move on? Or at some point, are they going to look at, hey, is there opportunities? What can I do to impact or have an impact in a way that can reduce taxes because I want to keep more of what I earn? Now, unfortunately, there's been several generations, many generations that have accepted that who don't still to this day probably realize the impact that taxes have on their lives or just willing to accept the fact that, you know, it's just one of those necessary evils in life, I guess. But yet they're willing to go out and, and complain and say there is some 
things that are unfair and, you know, that there needs to be more taxes being paid by the quote-unquote rich. So I guess only time will tell on where these younger generations, these next generations, are going to come up with a new plan, new ideas on the way things go in relation to taxes, working, schedules, things like that. Speaking of schedules and working and and whatnot, there was uh, one of these uh, men, uh, gentlemen that uh, goes around and and does a lot of speaking about entrepreneurship and and investing in properties and and those type of things. It's not so important about who he is and who said it as what he had had said. And it was one of these snippets, one of these short clips from a conversation or interview that he had. And the bottom line is that he was talking about how those people who flip, uh, who, who flip products for a living or for a side hustle aren't true entrepreneurs because in the end, ultimately they're making businesses like eBay more wealthy. And so therefore they still are working for eBay and they're truly not working for themselves and that they're, they're, you know, it's not sustainable income. You know, you're making pennies, uh, you know, profit margins are small. You're spending all your time doing that and whatnot. And I guess in, in some sense of the matter that it is true that what he said in reference to that and that, you know, you are also making eBay more wealthy, uh, earning, you know, working for them per se. But I think it goes back to this is how do you f- define, how does anyone define success? And if you're one of these people who is working as an individual who flips, uh, products and whatnot online. To me, if you are working on your own schedule, your own timeline, um, you're not beholden to a boss per se. Granted that they do have guidelines and principles and such and whatnot that you have to abide by and that you have to pay or give them part of when you're using their platform. To me, it's no different than any type of other vendor that you have when you're running a business. That's just a, a part of your business. You can look at it as your marketing and whatnot. But the, the idea, though, is, now I guess not getting into the weeds and the semantics of it, but just to say that, yeah, if you are setting your own schedule, if you are working... Um, based on your timeline and how much time that you're willing to invest in it. And nobody's telling you that this is the max amount of income that you can earn. There's no cap on it uh, based on your investment of time 
and effort and money and whatnot, then I think that's okay. And I think that's, that is still, you know, a business owner per se, and you're doing something that you enjoy. And I think that's what matters. Not whether or not somebody else defines what you're doing, defines your employment, defines your business. That's not, that's not true. That doesn't matter. It's what, how do you feel about it? What's your thought? What's your quote-unquote happiness level? You know, do you look forward to it? Does it, does it bring you enjoyment? Are you being able to sustain your income? Are you able to provide for yourself and your family the way that you want to, in the manner that you want to? I think that's the key more than anything. And if it if it's whether or not it's true entrepreneurship based on somebody's definition of it doesn't matter. And you have to look at it the way that you want to look at it. And if you're not having to punch a time clock and that's your ultimate goal, then good for you. And again, not saying that if you punch a time clock, that you work a set schedule in life and have an employment doesn't mean that if you're not successful either, because if you're happy and you enjoy it, then good, then great. That's all that should matter. It's just when you uh, dredge, dredge, when it's dreadful, dread going into work, then it's time to start looking at that. And other opportunities out there to do whatever it is that you wish to do. So that's all I've got for you today. I hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe. And until next time.